Uh, hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me today is Rich. Maybe he's not. No, I am. I just put myself on mute because I thought you were going to introduce the other people first. Hello there. <laughs> Such professional. It's just my standard role now. I just roll straight in and introduce you. It makes oh, me easier. <laughs> I'm looking for a pen and a bit of paper, and suddenly you say, it's Rich. I'm like, ah, <laughs> just to find everything. Just, All right. Yeah. Document up on your screen and type like a grown-up. <laughs> also joining us is Team Japan's Captain Joe. Howdy. And also Team Australia's Captain Actor. Hello there. Right, so today we're just going to have a little bit of a chat about the XTC again, but more uh, less Eurocentric, I'd say, this time, maybe. Yeah, Asian stroke Oceanic, yep. <laughs> So, yeah, because, like, Gold Squadron really majored down on America, an American perspective, didn't they? And the last episode, we were, like, Team England, Team Croatia, Team Ireland, all from the same group in Group C. And then we went through the other ones, and we just looked at them, and we went, well, we know these guys from the internet or from playing in our events in Euro time zones, so we suspect they'll win. And we kind of discounted anybody who was kind of right of i don't know probably moscow uh, <laughs> like yeah no, no that, they're too far east obviously they can't be good at x-wing but we know that you are um because i've had the pleasure of playing against both you guys um at points in the past and um yeah it's been uh tough tough games um so yeah i'm yeah. looking forward joe's to good yeah, well, joe beat fun. joe beat me recently so joe's definitely good <laughs> 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 That's just assuming that you're good now. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? Did you see what I did there? Did you see that? <laughs> um, so, which group are you both in? So, actor, you're in group. Uh, we're D. in the D for death group, Ooh, my friends. We are in group D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Japan, it, we're in Group E for uh, Easy Street. <laughs> I'm, I, I, that's a total joke. I did not mean that. Uh, no, no, we got some killers in our group, but yeah, we're in Group. But e. you've but you've said you've said it now. So I know, I know. That's going to become a Joe's picture. Joe's pictures on the dartboard right now. Yeah. Are you um? Are you both player captains as well? Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Uh, well, I, I believe Joe is as well, yes. yes Looking yes. at the list, I would say yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just scanning through, trying to scan through quickly because I've not looked at the document yet because it's like 300 pages long or something stupid. My God, it's, it's huge. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, PFO says, I'm going to put it into a format that's easier for you guys to read than a big spreadsheet. And uh, then he produced a 372-page PDF, and it was like, nice, okay. <laughs> At least there's a menu. At least there's a menu on there. So I appreciate his effort because I could just click on the menu, boom, straight to the page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's good. So um, I was just thinking, like, um, oh wow, sorry, what are you doing, Ben? No, go on. I thought it was on mute. I was I was just impressed because before when I was trying to scan through for everyone's list, I was searching through for all the pages. I didn't realise you could just click on a button and do it. <laughs> Astonished by simple technology again here. <laughs> um, so I've got a question for you, actor. First thing, okay. lots of people have looked at your team and mm -hmm. gone, "Well, you've not got the fosses, 
Yeah. And in fact, one of the fosses is coaching the Philippines or Malaysia. He is. Travis. And and Travis. And you've not got Julian Hood. He's been yes. stolen by Team England. <laughs> yes, he was kidnapped. So tell me, how does that make you feel? It's it's fine actually. Um look, don't get me wrong. I mean, we were gonna come physically to the ETC, XTC. Travis and Jaron were actually organizing a team to, physical team to come wow. in oh, um, cool. 2019. And that team was likely, and again, was wasn't wasn't formed, but likely to be the, the you know, Jaron, Travis, Morgan, and myself and some others. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be an exceptional team because they're exceptional players, mm-hmm. um, those guys. But the reality <laughs> here is, is we're, we're in a situation where um, Travis and Jaron, great players, but the reality is that from a rep's perspective and also from their personal perspective, they just couldn't commit to the number of games they had to put in. Yeah. Um, so that sort of ruled them out and Morgan's focused on other things. So look that, you know, we had an open process, lots of people applied. Um, there's lots of people that have a lot of ability. What people don't understand with the team that we currently have is every single person in that team was picked for a couple of reasons. Yes, very well. And play very regularly on TTS Two, They are all teams players. They've all played in OTC teams. They've all played the team format. They all understand how the team process works. And they're obviously the uh, that are actions that they're flying. So just this TTS specialist, team specialist. So that is the reason that this picked for that purpose. So wow. I'm actually feeling quite good. Well, you've just um, you've just knocked my you've just knocked my cheeky question out of the park with a super serious prepared answer, and now I feel like an idiot. So. <laughs> well, I mean, like fair, fair enough. Like um, I was just like connecting back to what you've um, what you've said with a couple of the other teams, where like I know who how and how and who they formed, and they've very deliberately looked at a player who is better at playing a given faction than maybe a better player, but who's not used to that faction kind of thing. So it's about bringing the overall level of the team up by saying, you know, well, he's the best rebel player we know. And yeah, he's not as good as scum player number two, but scum player number two is a terrible rebels player. So, you know, I want to bring that rebel player because he's going to get me more wins than, you know, giving a an all-rounder um, a list from a it, faction he's not comfortable with. It's very important. It's very important because I started the strategy with what archetypes I thought we need to bring, and then built the team around the archetypes. So we, the strategy we took or strategy I took was something similar to what we've done in the past. Jaron's done this in the past for the last OTC for for New South Wales when we did that. I used the same process here. Build a team profile based on what we think we need to bring. And even within your faction specialist, you get somebody who's like, you look at separatists, for example, you could have a swarm specialist and you can have the Django Zan fire spray specialist. If you're going to bring the swarm, you bring the right person for the swarm. If you bring the, the you know, the, the fire sprays, you bring the right person for fire spray. So it's, it's a, it's a tough ask. I mean, we had quite a few uh, people apply. So I, I was in a very lucky position where I had a big pool of players, very interested to play. And I had the horrible situation of, 
going to people and saying, I'm really sorry you can't play. Very difficult things to have a discussion with people that are very deserving to play. And then you just, for whatever reason, they could be a killer player in a certain faction with a certain list and it just doesn't fit the team. And you have to say, I'm really sorry we can't bring you on the team this year. I mean, that's, it's a horrible thing to do, but it's it's tough, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Was everybody in the captain's chat when we had to start saying no to people were like, oh, God, this is going to be brutal. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, actor, I'm just looking across the lists for Australia, and you've gone full depth, degenerate filth, and all seven <laughs> factions, haven't you? We're, we're, we're full filth, mate. If anyone knows me, it's all about filth. Top to bottom, <laughs> left to right, it's just disgusting. <laughs> My goodness me. I do, do not want to come up against your team. I'll just be like, no, no, don't fancy it. No, 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 maybe. There's, no. Some, there's, some, fantastic, there's some fantastic squads out there, and there's also some stuff, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I, I looked at some of Joe's squads i mean you look at some of the people all right we're playing chile this 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 first week right we've done our draws we're going to start playing them from to from tomorrow and you know they've got they've got some great squads that are a little bit quirky you know who's you know i haven't seen you know you look at the scum team they, you know um i haven't seen terog in a long time but you know you see how that's set, set up it's pretty good pretty good setup for for certain squads yeah there's a lot of I think there's a lot of people who've looked at the kind of the meta bad guys at the moment, like Django Zam. It fascinates me looking down at all of the separatist lists and looking at the Django Zams and seeing the people who've gone to 198, the people who've gone to 195, because that gets under the 198 people, and then the people like you who've gone to 194, because it gets <laughs> under the 195 people. <laughs> so, I mean, there we was were, one... We were very close to not even bringing it, um, Django Zam. Yeah. We were... Th- Seriously thinking about bringing the swarm. I know that the UK have bought the swarm. I oh, in- England, England, yeah, England, England, yeah, <laughs> England. And I think it's a very smart. I think it's a very smart move. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's. Uh, but we were we were deadly close on bringing that. Yeah, and Chile have got the swarm. Yeah, they've got, but they've got the bombers. Yeah, they've got bombs had... everywhere. Oh man, yeah, you've had to pair somebody into that. Oof. Yeah, I want <laughs> actually. I I personally wanted that match up but I, I didn't get it <laughs> so what are, what are you what are you bringing yourself actor i am bringing seven seats three tractors four auto blasters oh that's disgusting it is pretty strong it's yeah. got its weaknesses but i fly swarms quite a lot i'm pretty I, i'm i'm okay with them so we'll see how it goes <laughs> fantastic <laughs> i don't believe you <laughs> Still okay. I'm just trying to find. I've lost it now. I had it up a second because I'm sure that you both fly in very similar lists, aren't you? You and we were laughing. We were laughing on, we the, on our last on our last game because I was sitting there going, "I'm sitting there going because we 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 hadn't submitted lists yet, but lists were coming up just after." And oh, yeah, like, yeah. We were sitting there going, mm, I wonder what we're going to bring to the OT to the XTT. And all Joe kept saying was, well, there's one of the ships in this build that I'm definitely bringing maybe more of. And that's all he said. <laughs> and I just sat there and went, I know exactly what you mean, because I've done the same. <laughs> Great minds think alike, man. Yeah. Great minds. So, Joe, your your yeah. list is, ba- is seven. Seven, six. Yeah, six cartels. Um, and then Sunny, they all have auto blasters. So, so you've traded your, your extra points instead of having tractor beams, you've got Sunny. 
Yeah, slightly better version of Octor's List. Just it's a little little bit more red dice, but you're trading off the possibility for the force multiplier of the of the tractor beam, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's right. No, no, Octor's List is is crazy mean. So I think they're both great lists. And uh, I've been having fun with the Seeks. I don't usually play, you know, three agility spam swarms, um, but I've, I've been having fun getting ready for this. And it's a super strong list, super strong. Tyrann- tyranny of three greens is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and those lists are those lists are like kryptonite to me because when I use them, my um, my ships just explode. Like they just blank out and they just explode and they get direct hits and they just die. And when I fly against them, they just roll all paint all the time. Every time. Yep. And it's just like, oh. But um, I've recently discovered the joy and it's a disgusting list. And I'm, I'm surprised yep. that nobody's using it. Of the, the three I1 fangs with Kane and Jarrus just flying along behind them and just going, I run, what? I run, oh, I run I've those. done that. I run oh, those. I've done that. But oh, instead man. of Kane and I run Bosk, I've run I've I've run that for quite a while. Bosk and three fangs. I mean, it's dirty. Yeah, you've got passion with Bosk, you. Haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> the you thing is, when we when we played at Worlds in that in the FFG Center. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, with the um, with the uh, what was it? The Aces High, and I put Bosk out. He was so good. <laughs> The thing is that that Canalis, and I, I was going to chat about it at some point today. Um, I've used it for a couple of just like I say casual games, and they suddenly don't become casual games when you stick it down opposite somebody for like as, as the opposition because they're like, oh, what is that disgusting thing? And like, if your green spike just a little bit hot, or even if they're just average, the fangs don't take damage on three dice and two dice attacks, and it completely neuters two dice guns because Canan just goes, "You're going to shoot me at range two, are you, fifth brother?" That'll be one dice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, you can't damage me because I'm in the moldy crow. Oh, it's and then the fangs are just annihilating stuff because just laid on. Oh, anyway, it's great fun. It's disgusting. I was chatting with Pocknell about it a little while ago because he put us onto it in the first place. Um, and he amazing. just said, yeah, oh yeah, like as soon as the ship count goes down, he's gonna be everywhere. Like the only oh. thing that's keeping him a bit suppressed is that the ship count at the minute is is fairly high. But I've tried that down, list. Uh with uh maul and patience so you're doing his trick twice mm-hmm. every round it's yeah the, the version I've, the version yeah. i've got has got maul and hate so even if they do shoot you you don't have the patience <laughs> you just get it back anyway so dirty <laughs> i tried dirty. it with the i4 versions and fearless as well yeah. that was fun oh yeah it's, you uh... can hold on to your focus for like your defensive mods and then still have an offensive mod and I think one of the things we were talking about was I'm I'm surprised nobody's using that because of the in in the XTC because of the curated lists, like it struggles into high ship count lists. But what about if your captain can always just pair you into something that's got a low ship count? Um, <laughs> uh, you see, but you can't always guarantee that in the pairing yeah. process. I know, but you can you can aim for it and you can play for it. You know, and if you don't get it, every so often you go, sorry, tough matchup for you this round. But every so often yeah. you go. Hey, but you yeah, have, and it's probably you have good make... against Django Zam, isn't it? Because yeah, you, know, you have to make a decision those... though as a team. You have to make a decision as a team if you're doing that because you have, you really, in my opinion, anyway, <clears throat> can only fully protect one list um, yeah. if that's yep. what you're aiming for. 
And do you want that list to be the one you want to protect? You have to make that call. Mm. So how do you, how good, do, you how do you protect a list? Is it you use it first or last or? Look, there's a lot of strategy involved in mm. the game before the game, as I call it. Um, you know, um, I've been very fortunate. I've been doing ETC for decades. I've been at the agency since it's third ETC for Warhammer Stroke, Ninth Age Now, Fantasy. So I've been down there and doing this type of pairing process for eons, right? So look, it, it's you have to think about false positives. You have to think about somebody's trying to draw this card out and then they're trying to draw your pairs. So there's a whole a whole strategy around what you put down and what's left in the in the kitty, as it were, because obviously you're putting a card down, you're getting it back, you're putting two down and somebody's pick, picking one. And then you're looking at what's left in the deck versus what you've got. And this, this list that you want to put into something is hard to do that because when you attack um, somebody else, you give them two choices and they can reject one of those um, unless it's the very last choice, which is auto pairing. So it's not easy to get the matchup you want. If you want to be absolutely safe on something, you have to double down two lists and go, I know these two lists probably give me a good pairing here. I put them both down and give the opponent two bad choices. But you can't do that with every every drop of the, the process because you just, you know, you're just not going to have that. And And a good captain with good pairing is going to make it difficult for you on the opposite. So what I would say to people is people who understand the process and are good at it, you will generally find they will pair roughly average. You won't get any one team sitting there going, I dominated that pairing process unless they get really lucky, in my opinion. Okay. It sounds like you're actually almost looking forward to the pairings more than you're looking forward to playing That's you know, the part another of the seven game. games of That's X-Wing. Oh, I, I totally am. You lose. Yeah. yeah, you you lose if you if you get that wrong. Yeah, you, what you're doing is you're giving your teammates the bad choice. You know when you go into a rock into a six uh, Swiss tournament and you rock up and you see your you know rock paper scissors and you see your your nemesis on the side. You go, oh dear, right? It's like turning around and going, oh really, guys? I I, I had a you know I had a a spasm when I did the match matchups and we've got five bad matchups, you know, that's, you know, it's awful. I mean, jo- Joe's doing it as well. He understands it too. It's super. I su- I did. think it's super. Yeah. Fun. I love it. We did our pairings uh, Saturday night versus Switzerland. Yeah. It, it was a ton of fun and they yeah. streamed it. So all of both of our teams got to watch and I don't, who knows what they were saying. I how, did you, hear them. How, how did you feel? How did you feel, Joe? How did you feel? It was, it? it was, it was nerve wracking. You know, it was a lot of fun. Cause I think you're right. It, you know, the, the whole round can really be made or, or broken based on those decisions. You still have to win the games, but, the, but having good yeah. pairings is going to help. And so I feel like we, we prepared a lot. We did a lot of simulation. They did surprise us. Um, and the decisions that they made and, and the list that they put out and paired. But I think we came away good, as as good as we could have hoped for. So now we just have to win. How long do you have to play the games? Is it like a week or something? Yeah, we've got until Monday 11 or 12 p.m. UTC. Sunday, sorry, Sunday. I'm just trying to have a look to see what you've paired yourself into, Joel. Oh, pull raise easy. Interesting. Not my old favorite swarm. matchup, but old swarm uh, versus aces matchup. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's actually, so, it's yeah. actually quite an interesting pair that one because, you know, 
if you know, I, I don't want to give away any tricks, of, but but you know, that's that's not a given. <laughs> Go ahead. That's not give a, a little away. That's not a given. That 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 game is not a given because I've played yeah. it and it's like. You know, people turn around and go, oh, the Swarm smashes that. And it's like, oh, I think you want to think about how bad yeah. Raken output damage. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because it's captain versus captain because you're playing against mm-hmm. Raphael, who's Green Dragoon that we've talked about yeah. his blog on here a couple of times. Um, so, so it's a tough thing, both yeah. Good, yeah. Because that's the other thing, isn't it? You know, you get you get these list pair ups. You get you know the lists and uh, you know the list of the lists. But then you know you've still got those people who, when they trot into six rounds of Swiss on a normal tournament, whatever whatever list they're bringing, you expect them to go five one or six zero. You know you expect them to do that. And some of the teams have got players like that. You know, and mostly they're captains. So you know, you've got pick examples like Fan in the Netherlands. Mm. You you expect him to. You know, be five one or six. Or you, or you pick, or you pick Germany, and every one of them does that. Yeah, every, every one of them is like, oh, what are we going to do here? You know, or you, your your weakest player only makes cut seventy percent of the time. Well, yeah. you know, there's, there's, uh, some, there's some there's some killer teams. England's very strong. Germany's yeah. very strong. Poland's always strong. The Netherlands is really strong. You know, it's like there there's some there's some there's some tough cookies out there. Oh yeah, man. Talking about the Netherlands, I was looking there, going, "Yeah, fan," and then it kind of falls off. I was like, "Oh no, there's Yelte de Boer. He's a world's top table finalist, mm-hmm. so he's okay as well, I guess, probably, um, as well as being about nine feet tall. I think, which gives him an advantage in real life, if not yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, I mean, I'm really looking forward to starting to watch it play out. Because, I mean, we talked about the. Um, the, the the kind of Eurocentricity or America centricity of of a lot of the podcasts. Um, so I mean, I, I was just wondering, from a a kind of all things east of Europe perspective, with you know you guys being Team Japan, Team Australia, um, mm-hmm. what are your calls? I guess. Sorry, Ben, I've just realised I've just started hosting, even though That's you were fine. supposed you to be hosting. <laughs> Anyway. I know. I told you you'd carry on talking. I know what you're oh, like. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so, what what would your calls be for the the various different groups? I mean, we won't ask you for your own groups just yet, but um, I will. <laughs> go on then. Go on then, Ben. You take over again, and I'll go and mute for five minutes. Well, you, you go. You, you go. You go first, Joe. Yeah. And I'll go after okay. You. you know, I I am an American, and so I hope that doesn't show too much. But um, most of my X-wing life has been lived online because. You know, the game hasn't been released here. The scene isn't huge. I'm not like actor. I did not have 300 people emailing me to apply to, to join the team. I was just posting up Big on Discord. Yeah, pulling teeth to get people to come. And so I feel I feel like we have a great team, but in many ways it's a, it's a build-up year, you know? And I hope to pass it off to Japanese um, as soon as we can so that we just have to build the scene. And I'm hoping that us being involved in ETC this year um, will kind of raise awareness, at least here in Japan, that, hey, this this is happening. Might get some more Japanese people involved um, in the scene here. Um, but that being said, because I played so much online, much more than I have in person, and played in a lot of tournaments with you guys in the UK and in Europe, um, I, I feel like I know those players almost better than some of the Americans. Um, and so, I, you know, it's like I, I come from a, a Street Fighter background, fighting game background. Um, that was my first introduction to competitive gaming. And, you know, the best Street Fighter players in the world are here in Japan. 
And the reason for that is that they live in such a concentrated area. You know, there's 36 million people in Tokyo. And anytime you want to play the best Street Fighter players in the world, you can go to an arcade any afternoon and it'll be full of killers. And so America is so spread out. You know, we have really strong players in America, but they're all over the map. In Europe, you guys can, in three hours, drive through five different countries. You know, you're all there together and you have a lot of people that play. And that really is helpful for you guys to build up your strength um, as different individuals and as teams. So I think that the because of the concentration and the player base, um, Europeans and you guys are just a really strong player. So all that to say, um, do you want me to go through each pod? Or I, I think Let's start with Group A, yeah. and you can do, you both maybe make a prediction or just anything. Yeah, anything yeah. That, that, that makes sense. About. We'll start off. Group A is uh, Poland, Brazil, Italy, Singapore, Norway, Greece, Malaysia, and the Czech Republic. I've I've got friends in Singapore, Italy, Poland. Um, I think I think it's kind of Poland's pod to lose, though. Um, but but Italy is going to give them a run for their money, and the Singaporean guys are are no slouches either. Um, that's what I would say. So I, I'm going to say exactly the same thing. It's Poland's Poland's group to lose. Um, I don't think Poland loses that group. I think um, the game of the the pod is Italy Singapore, because I, I you know I personally would love to see Singapore get into the finals. Um, uh, I, you know I started my X wing in Singapore because I lived there for a number of years, um, and um, all the guys that play in the Singapore team and the people that got me to play X-Wing. So, you know, I would love to see Singapore make it, but it, the Italians are no slouches, you know. So no disrespect to the other teams in the group, but I think it's those three again, just like Joe. And I think Italy, Singapore, whatever that round is, that is going to be the round that matters. I want to You're see just those open games. For a, uh, are you an XY final again? <laughs> oh god don't do that he always seems to beat me in finals <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> especially when i forget crack shot <laughs> can i just uh jump in for two secs um so actually the um i think the second tie break is actually um head to head so it's it's round it's number of round wins then it's individual wins so like a um a six one or a seven zero is worth more than a five two, but then it's actually yeah. the um, the head to head result. Uh, I think it's the next tie break. Um, so actually, that yes, that that Italy Singapore match may mean like who goes through in second place. Yeah, because love, it's because um, it because it, it's it's route it's it's obviously wins by country um, or round wins, and then and then following that is it game wins. Or is the head-to-head before the game wins? It's very complicated. I, I, thought, I thought it was round wins, game wins, then head-to-head. Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, so and, and that's why that's why it's super, super, super intense. You can't you can't let anything go. No, I mean, so MOV doesn't matter. So if you think you are just going to lose the game, you might as well risk it big to try and win the game. So if, if, I think MOV is one of the criteria, but it's so low down, yeah, the yeah. likelihood is the likelihood like, yeah. is un, yeah, yeah. It comes it's after head to head. Yeah, it comes after head to head result though. So if you've already beaten the other team that 
your drug with, you, yeah, then, you're then, yeah, then, then it's done. So it never, it can never really go to MOV because a round can't end in a draw because you're playing seven games, yeah. and a game you, can't you, be a draw. So you've got to, you've got to go for it, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and the difference in MOV in seven games around over seven rounds, uh, like hundred MOV is going to be so minute that it really shouldn't come down to it anyway. But yeah, no, I think I think. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if uh, we actually get uh, uh, how, how many decisions we get made separated by tiebreakers at the end. Uh, the, the thing about Group A that interests me is we are all saying, you know, Poland, it's Poland's game to lose. Both Italy and Singapore and maybe Greece, of from the players that I know from those teams, are perfectly capable of beating Poland based on the pairings and the captain game. Um, right. Anyone you know, so... who under, underestimates anyone in this in any group is a fool because yeah, trust yep. me we we've just done our pairs against chile we're playing them this week and by no means whatsoever um any of our guys high-fiving right now going yeah we've got this because nobody's got it you know anyone can win anyone can be anyone it's x-wing yeah <laughs> yeah I forgot to ask you earlier how, how would you feel about your parents with chile are you happy or did they not quite know I how think you I think it was, I think like Joe had, we had some surprises that we, because, you know, we simulated a few of the rounds as we always do. So we simulated what we thought would happen. Uh, but you obviously always do it from the perspective of what you believe the lists are like and what you think that they're graded as, not what they do. So you're never going to get it 100% right. So I think it was quite close personally. I think I think the Chileans are probably happy with their pairing. Uh, I think we're happy with ours. So the good thing about that is we're both relatively confident. Um, but I don't think there was, again, I don't think there was any, I'm not sitting here going, yeah, we got a ton of greens and, you know, we're, you know, we've got five greens and two ambers. You know, I think it's relatively even, which is what I expect you'll find with good team preparation and good t- um, pairing um uh, regiments you'll you'll find that they'll come together relatively close um so yeah i i don't know is the answer i think it's i think both teams did okay with the matchups and it's it's quite even i th- i would say it's quite even yeah that's uh, better than being a bad drawer isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we're just moving on to group b so in group b we've got uh germany new zealand iceland scotland ukraine uh, South Africa, Peru, and I think is it Lithuania? LTU. Lithuania, yeah, Lithuania. Yeah. So we'll start so with you. It's, it's Lithuania and Latvia, so they combined teams, much oh, like right. we did in Ireland. They didn't have enough players for a team each, so. Yeah. Right. So how uh, how do you think about that team then? Uh, that group, sorry. Uh, I think. Yeah, Germany. I mean, like we've already said before, they're just uh, stacked with killers. So <laughs> I think. They're going to give all these teams just a really hard time, I think. But uh, I think Iceland is going to do pretty well. Um, I honestly don't know Ukrainian players, South African players, Peru. I, yeah, here I don't have a, a ton of knowledge, So, I, but I put Germany and Iceland at the top. Well, uh, I'm going to follow the trend and agree with Joe. Um, I think Germany is literally like a bunch of Terminators in there. Um, it's just like seriously a strong squad got to be a favorite to win the whole thing. Um, so 
I, I just think they're just too good. There's too many, too many good players with too many good consistent positioning wins. I've played several of the German guys there, and you know, every time I play them, you're bringing the A game, and and you can still lose those games. They 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 are significantly great players. Um, so Germany easily. Um, Iceland, I think. Again, I think Iceland comes after that. However. Um, I, I, I'm like Joe. I don't know Peru, but people seem to think that Peru have got some good players, and I'm sure they do. But I just don't know them. Um, I wouldn't rule out South Africa. I think you'll find that that team might surprise people, um, and I think people must also not rule out, believe it or not, New Zealand. They are not. They are not rubbish. They are good. New Zealand are very good at teams events. Um, they've always pushed into finals in the Oceanics. So they'll be one, you know, they could, they could upset them apple cart, but my head says right now it's Germany, Iceland. I was going to ask you after, because, you know, obviously New Zealand is, you know, next to Australia. And I know there's like a yeah. big bit of ocean in between, but you guys obviously, you know, know each other better than we know either set. Um, what's the, what are the New Zealand players like? Cause I think there was one really well-known New Zealand player who was just like a crazy good aces player. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember his name, but I don't. That player? Think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's um, a look. There's a there's a few there's a few good players there, and they do play good X wing. Um, you know the way you got to look at it is that we had the OTC event um, last, uh, which is the Oceanic Teams Championships, and so it's the mini XTC, and it's very mini because it's not like you know there's like ten, twelve teams, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, you know that's a, that's a strong um, team that they bought, and they did very well. They, you know, they, you know, we got them in the final. New South Wales. I was I was in the New South Wales team, but you know, super hard matchup, very very difficult um, team to beat. Um, set up well, know how the pairing process works. Um, you know, don't rule them out. They will make life difficult for anybody. Um, can they win? Yes, anyone can win. But I just think that Germany and Iceland have the ability, but don't rule them out. I'm, I'm a bit confused by Iceland because the only one of their players, well, two of their players that I know of are the guys from the Tool Squadron radio. Um, and Gisli is um, their non-playing captain. So I was just like, oh, I haven't got a clue about Iceland now. <laughs> you know, I was like, went from one player that I'd heard of to, uh, so from two players that I'd heard of down to one. I was like, but yeah, I mean, again, you know, they are good players. Um, and, you know, they're thinking about the game a lot as well. So oh, you've got, they've got um, Jan Ullerup as well, who's um, the guy that runs Pink Brain Matter. So they're churning data and all sorts of stuff behind the scenes. So um, who knows? They might be coming in with like iPads loaded with information about, you know, the last 400 <laughs> games of X Wing you've ever played and your openings and all that kind of stuff. Who knows? Yeah. So Gisley actually commented on, um, the podcast last week, and he oh, yeah. said that he um, decided not to play so he could put 100% of his time into the captain and coaching, list checking and pairings. So he, he's taken his experience in big ex, uh, big events to try and help that way. So that's why he's not playing. Nice. It's a, it's a big commitment doing all of that. I mean, and your, yeah. your best teams that do the best have MPs, you know, and non-playing captains. You know, because they, you know, that's that is a huge element of this teams event is the whole pairings process. I think that's the the scary way to go. 
in the future, if I do this again, I, I think not having a non-playing captain, someone who can give his full energy to just strategy, planning, and thinking, I'll be scared of teams that do that. Yeah, we, we learned very quickly in ETC back in the, you know, back in the 90s and years ago, you know, I'm an old bloke, so I've been doing that for a long time. And, <laughs> you know, um, non-playing captains are absolutely a must. All the teams that didn't run one struggled. All the teams that had one or two or three, um, you'd sit there and go, you just rock up to the table, out comes the, the laptops, all the sheets, <laughs> this, that, and the other. You know, um, yeah, you're sitting there going, holy crap. I mean, we've got it down pat now. So you literally sit there and go, out comes the thing, up comes the cards, up comes the, the, the engine. You're looking at stuff and you're going, yep, yeah, we'll send those two straight out. And there's nothing more intimidating <laughs> when somebody sits there and they go and put their pair out. And you sit there, and within five seconds, you put your two cards out, and you sit there and look at them and go, when you're ready. <laughs> and they know what you're going to pick, too. Yeah, exactly <laughs> <right>. <laughs> go ahead and put the Rebels out. Yeah. <laughs> that is scary. Yeah. I think Jan, I think Jan Urup is, is in our pod. He's in Denmark. He's not... He's not with the Iceland. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. there's me showing my ignorance. All these Scandinavian people are basically the same to me. It's all right, Rich. You just no, I thought he, British I, anyway. I, because he's he's joined he's joined the tool. Yeah, but he is. Um... They're all Norse gods. That's who they are. I, I just know I was browsing their list tonight, so yeah, I think yeah. we. Well, he's he's. I think he's a captain. He's a non-playing he captain. Is, yeah, he's the captain of Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll go on to a uh, Group C, which is the one that Rich and Tim are in. So we've got uh, Canada, England, Ireland, Philippines, Finland, Wales, uh, Colombia, and Croatia. So do you want to start on this one, actor? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's hard to go past Team England. I mean, geez, you know, such a good set of players in there. You know, as I say, Julian, Julian is, in my opinion... When he was, when we were having our national series just before the prime stuff came out, so the years before that, just before Julian left Australia, I personally felt that Julian was the best player in the country at the time. Like he was like really killing it. Like he'd go to a regional event and he never got rid of his dice and his dice stack was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger with all regional dice he was winning, right? And he just like, you know, when people flex with all their tokens, he had so many regional dice, you just look at it and go, how many goddamn dice do you have, Julian? Right, you know? <laughs> but like he, I mean, it just, that whole squad is stacked, so it's good. Um, you look at the, the names, and again, I don't know all the people here, my head says that Canada is incredibly strong as well. Um, yeah. You can't rule out Finland. You can't rule out Wales. But for me, it's England and Canada are going to make it that group. That's what I think. How about you, Joe? <laughs> I, I, I think it's a huge bummer you guys got so many UK teams <laughs> in the same pod. How did you guys manage that? And uh, I mean, as an ignorant American, I still don't understand how you guys have like ten countries in one country, or and there's no <laughs> there's no ocean in between them, whatever. Um, kind of like many states. 
Yeah, but you're its own country, right? I no, mean, <laughs> and we there's, all a, there's a handy, there's <laughs> handy infographic on the internet that explains I... the difference between Great Britain, the United Kingdom, the United Kingdom of Great Britain, and Northern Ireland, the island of Ireland, the Commonwealth, the, you know, and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's That's complex. Just, it's too much. It's too much for my small American brain. Uh, <laughs> but I am Irish, so um, I always. It's hard not to. You guys have a soft spot in my heart. Um, so I think you guys will have fun with the UK battles. Um, I think I think Canada has a super stacked team, um, but it's really hard not to go with uh, England. I think Ollie is curated just a. Um, some really scary guys. So um, I'm going to go England. Yeah, yeah. He uh, Ollie also is a big, big fan um, of the the captain's pairing process, and he will be putting as much, if not more, thought than any other captain into you know how he wants. Yeah, his he's done. He's done. He's done. He's done some very useful videos yeah. for people to understand how it works, and yeah, you know, it's, um, it's clear he understands it really well. So that, that's that's always good. I mean, you want to play against people who understand the pairing process because it's super fun. You know, you do the rounds. You put everything on pause. You go in back into your team chat. Everybody starts talking about it. People are freaking out on the back line, going, oh, don't put me into that. I don't want to see Sloan. Don't do that. Don't do it to me. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's super fun. You know something, actor? Our, our captain, um, Gary, for, for Team Ireland, he's basically saying, do any input that you want up until the draw, up until I start doing the parents process. But at that point, I don't need any more voices in my head. So he's basically said, up until the point that I start that session, and it'll be streamed so you can all watch it, but um, up until the point that I start that, as much input as you like. But from the point that we start the pairings, it's just going to be me and my spreadsheets, um, and I'll try my best for you. Um, but I don't need to be confused um, by you going, oh, I can't believe you gave me that. Oh, you know yeah. what? It's actually, a good stra- it's actually a good strategy because, like, yeah. you know, like, like all the captains, um, I'm sure people have their, you know, their notes, their spreadsheets, their this, their that, you know. Uh, you know, I run my my sheets, um, but I I collaborate with my team on each pairing phase. And then you have the odd conversation where you sit there and you go, yeah, but I was thinking, it goes, yeah, stop second guessing. We said this, you're going to do that. And yeah, suck it up, princess. You're going to be playing then. Sorry. You just have to live with it. There's two. There's two or three greens down the road. If I give you this red, so I'm sorry, my friend. Make You're going to have to take. There's going to be some tire marks over your chest. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I was um talking talking about tire marks over the chest. Um, I'm playing that um that stupid Venny list that I love playing, and um <laughs> we kind of kind of put it in because we were thinking that more people would put um like droid swarms in um so it's like mm, okay <laughs> right maybe, maybe that's maybe not I'll, well. I, I wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that <laughs> yeah. well, i mean i i i enjoy i enjoy it and it's got reasonable pairings into quite a few different um archetypes so i'm not overly like worried that i'm just going to be you know the bully boy for the whole thing but i did say to gary if you want to just put me up as first card every single time i'm fine with that um because it's one of those lists where people will either go yeah i know how to beat that and you'll put something in that'll beat it or you'll go i have no idea how that works 
Uh, you have a think about it. So um, there is something to... to be said about quirky lists or yeah. something off meta. Yeah, and there's quite we a few like a few our team. I'll tell you that much. I don't think anybody planned for Venny because nobody <laughs> thought anybody would be stupid enough to bring it. But here we go. <laughs> I was shocked I mean, when I saw it. <laughs> well, I mean, we we've played, and I played that list against you when you were. I think it was a Decimator <laughs> Sloan Swarm or something like that. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's the list that I kind of default back to if I'm having a bad time and I just want to fly something that I'm comfortable with and I know I can get wins out of. And I was like, if I fly something that I know in inverted commas is good, like the the resistance joisting block or something or one of the pole lists, um, then I'd be really super sad if I was losing matchups that I thought I should win. Um so I had a discussion with Gary and he just said, you know, if you feel more comfortable flying that list, which I know we'll be able to get some wins out of, then crack on. So it's like, okay, cheers. There is something to be said that you, you do need your players to play something that they are comfortable with playing. I mean, you, you do have to take what they're going to play, but they have to also want to play it and understand it. Because if they can't or if it won't, they'll just get frustrated and you'll lose games. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things that you, that you do see going through. Um, I think particularly the England team, and we had a bit of a chat with Tom uh, Reed about the things, and they were discussing what he was going to play um, because he's one of those players who will just be able to pick up a meta list and get like ninety-five percent value out of it for the first couple of games, and get a hundred percent from that point on because he just understands lists and how to fly them. Um, but he was kind of saying there was a a last minute decision was between, you know, putting him on the double separatist fire spray and then moving, you know, Dom off that. And then they decided to stick with it. And, you know, it was a little bit that they didn't know what he was going to end up doing. So as it is, Tom is flying producer Tim's Torkel mucks and mm. um, auto blaster swarm, which is disgusting. We tested that list. Oh, brutal. It's good. I flew it. Yeah. I flew it. Yep. For, I flew it for a while and, you know, Torkel um, was sitting there on my uh, potential throwing out list. Uh, the list is identical to um, what Tom's running. Um, oh, it's, it's not exactly identical. I'm, I, I was, I would have been in worse shape. Not mine was one nine nine because I changed one of the spaces to a to a tractor. But um, but it's super good. Yeah, I mean, well, one of the things that we we're kind of like when when they brought the seeds out and Team Ireland was in the second seed bucket, we were a bit like, oh, now we're not the underdogs anymore. Ireland loves to be the underdog, but then <laughs> when the when the list uh, when the round got drawn and we got Canada in our pool, and suddenly everybody was like, yep, it's England and Canada. We're like, yes, back to being underdogs again. Um, <laughs> but... but the thing is, the thing is, surprise can happen, right? A surprise can happen. You can just have a stage where you just have a bad set of games, or things just don't work out the way you have. I mean, like you know, there's a few games that we've got in our Chilean list. Like we're looking at them, going, should win that. But if this happens, you know you can lose it. And you only need one or two losses and you lose the round. So it's like, yeah, yeah mate, it's super, it's super dangerous. Um, everybody that's coming here is, you know, as I say, don't bring a banana to a knife fight because you're going to be in serious trouble here. So it's like, um, and and you just get paired up. It's, it's I mean, I, I love the whole Teams thing. Teams things for me is super fun. All the prep is fun. All the pairing is fun. Then playing the game is fun, and then <laughs> it's just 
you just got you just got to have people that's got experience and they don't stress out as much as you can try and try and be calm is what you need to be but that's easy to say when you're sitting there with a green matchup and you know your team's expecting you to win and you're not winning <laughs> and then you're chasing a game <laughs> <laughs> and then you look on the screen and there's five people in your team watching your game and you're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> at least you can't look around and see the disappointed faces <laughs> they're, not, they're all standing there having you know it's it's three it's three three and yours is the decider but it's a green game for you so it must be fine and they're all gathered around the table looking and going he doesn't seem to be winning <laughs> what, what is he even doing yeah <laughs> oh man do, ben do you remember that game in um i can't remember which tournament it was but it was in uh it was in element games and Rob Ram was in maybe top eight or something in one of our tournaments. And he was he was losing. And he started making those, um, you know, those moves you do, like when you're in a cut game and you've got to try and pull it back. So you're like, you're on the edge doing weird stuff just to try and, you know, force engagements and like risk the running, dice and running stuff. Running on two defenders at the back, throwing no, them forward. <laughs> yeah, do, doing bonkers stuff, right? And um, his teammates from IQ Games were standing literally about a meter and a half behind him talking <laughs> like stage whispering behind their hands about what he was doing and at one point he just lost his rag and he just turned around and went do you think i don't know i'm losing why don't you just <laughs> like it wasn't even a team game they were just his mates watching him play an x-wing you know standing <laughs> behind him but um it just reminds me of that oh yeah um, I was thinking about because um, um, Sammy Ulvenen, um said we didn't even mention Finland last time, so we've got to mention Finland. Finland are a very strong it. team um, they, as they, well. They could win. They could win. Look, the, the thing about um, this Group C, right, is I naturally gravitate to Canada and England because you see the players that are in there, you know that they're there. Tough, tough teams, right? But Highlands. No slouch. Finland, definitely no slouch. Wales could still do something there. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, go, go the whole way down. Like, the captain of Croatia is a very, very strong player. Matthew, we had him on last time. He's yeah. crazy good with um, with resistance lists. Um, in Colombia, I've played a couple of games against Colombian players, and they were really tough games um, against really good players. So, you know, it's it's really easy as we as we said before, you know, to be Euro or, or America centric because you know you're playing these tournaments all the time. You see the same names all the time, and then the names are in the team. So like the Germany team, everybody's looking at it and going, "Well, we recognise all seven of those names as being really strong tournament players." But that doesn't mean that you know the players from um, you know Colombia, Philippines aren't regularly playing tournaments and smashing it up and bringing their own level of play up by playing against each I, other. You know, I think the nature of it being virtual means that you would never see these level of countries at this stage of the development of the XTC in a real tournament. So you wouldn't likely see a Chile or a Colombia or, a, you know, or, or, you know, these, these teams get into, into the, to Europe to play. So therefore you can't gauge them actually, as, as you say, and, you know, some of these guys that are going to be upsets, there's going to be upsets in these groups, right? Um, you know, you pick people because you think that they're, that you know, you know where they are. I mean, when we move on to talk about Group D, I, it's a crapshoot in Group D. I have no idea what's going on there. I mean, <laughs> literally, it's Russian roulette in that group. I mean, that is that is, you know, that is Thunderdome. Two men and uh, one man leaves. I mean, nobody knows who's going to win that group. I just, I don't, 
I really don't know who wins that group. I think we should move on to Group D now because that's a yeah. better segue than either Ben or I could have done. Well, I was going to just do it right after we finished talking. <laughs> so in Group D, we've got uh, USA, Sweden, Spain, Malta, Australia, Chile, and Hungary. So do you want to start with Joe because it's not your group? Yeah, this 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 is the the black group of death. I mean, I I guess I don't know much about Mal- Malta. But the other teams I know are going to be strong. So, I, I mean, USA, I think, have some great players. Sweden, Spain. I mean, Australia. I, I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not just because he's on, but I do. I, I have a ton of respect for, for Octor and his leadership and the team he's put together. So I'm going to say Australia. Um. And I think the second is is really just a crapshoot. Whoever's having a good day, seven day, seven weeks in a row, will get second. It it really is. It really is that though, because you know, you know, Marcel's pulled a really strong team together, and I felt super sorry for Marcel because you know yeah. he had to pick seven players. Yep. In that team. And some of his playoff games were like death matches. They were literally, um, sorry, guys, whichever one of you guys wins this game, one game, whoever wins is in the team. I mean, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the poor guy, I mean, he's got such a big pool of players and they're super good. And like, so, I mean, he had a good problem to have, but I mean, it's a tough, tough call. I mean, I mean, all the captains had really hard calls when it comes to picking players. Um, but you've got a super strong team in the US. Sweden are no slouches. Spain, no matter how many times they turn up into any tabletop event, are amazeballs, right? Um, so they're going to be super strong. Um, you know, Malta's got some good players in there. I think we've got a very strong team. I looked at the Chilean um, lists. They're not rubbish, so I don't believe the Chileans are weak either. I think they're a strong team. I don't know anything about Hungary. But I'm just treating the fact that Hungary's in the group of death, so they must be good. Um, so whatever, so whatever <laughs> happens, the karma, the karma has put them in. So anyone in this group can win, and you really have to be as consistent as you can. And I spoke to the team, and they said, "What is it?" I said, "Just don't lose the, don't lose the group round." I said, "You have to just don't lose a round." As I said, if you lose a round, we could be out because we only have to lose one. Um, and we're in super bad street, right? You know, so it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, there's so many good teams here. It is exactly as Joe said, it's a crapshoot. I don't know. It's I, I like, do think um, that the nature of these games is going to be different. We're all used to watching Gold Squadron podcast, podcast tournaments, Sith Taker. You know, there's there's a big, many series of tournaments, but none of them have had quite this kind of pool from really all over the world. So I think there's going to be a really interesting X factor mix thrown in with these players who have never participated. Many of them in these big tournaments, we haven't seen them play online. There's no footage of them. And I think that that is going to lead to some upsets. I think there's going to be very few seven O's in the pool stage. Oh, big time. uh, I agree with you. Big time. Big time. I mean, if you get a seven O, that's phenomenal. Um, uh, I think it's very rare you're going to get that. Um, I yeah. agree. I think that's it's it's and it's it's true because you just don't see other people. It's like you know I play a, a lot of online stuff 
a lot of my games, if I do quite well, some of them get streamed. You know, you have to be super careful about that. But like, I've got a billion openings when I have to do that. So like, mm-hmm. all my openings for the six because I've been running that six one for some time. I won't be running any of the openings that I've been doing on any of the stream stuff because you just can't because that will analyze people analyze what you do and look at what you do right so there's a whole load of stuff that you have to be careful about and there's just people that you don't even know about and you see you know joe blogs on the other side whoever it is and you're sitting there going i don't even know what this guy's gonna do and you just look at the list and you just have to be as smart as you can super super difficult makes Mm -hmm. it makes it fun definitely I'm looking forward to all these games that are going to go up because they're all just basically going to be excellent players playing against excellent players. They're going to be games that it's worth going back and rewatching and just analyzing. Oh, there's so many, there's so many good games. Like X Wing Olympics, you know? Yeah, it's, it's it is the X Wing Olympics. I mean, <laughs> yeah. for me, the best thing that could happen for our team is to get into the finals, and it doesn't matter for me what happens in the finals because. For me, if we if we can make the finals, you are going to play. Not that you haven't already played in your pod some fantastic players. You're going to play the elite X-wing players that are there, right? A majority of them, most likely, and they're going to be crazy games. And it's just, it's just, I'd love to play these these players. Some of the players oh, yeah. that I I've seen and watched, I haven't played them, right? I'd love to play them. I don't think you'll ever see. This amount of teams again, just just because the um, in real life you probably wouldn't get everyone. So it, it takes a while to build teams again. Yeah. I, I would love to bring a team from from Japan at some point. And and one of our teammates, Joseph, years ago tried to bring in a group of, of people from Japan, but couldn't couldn't get enough players. But I do hope just because this has been so great, thirty eight teams. I, I would love to see something like this continue online, even after COVID clears up, even after people start doing XTC in person. Um, anyway, I, I think interesting. this kind of thing, like we, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's worth reiterating. You, you don't have the cost of flying seven or eight people if you want a non-playing captain from, you know, the east coast of Australia to Poland or Spain <laughs> or somewhere, you know, you don't have the cost of the same for people from Colombia, from you know the United States, from Peru. Um, yeah, you know, you can have the 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 ETC or the XTC if you have it running, you know, somewhere in Europe. Um, then you can get lots of you know European teams that can come over. But then it's a big deal for a team to come from you know more than a couple of hours flight away um, because it costs a huge, huge amount of money and not everybody can do that. And this tournament, with it being entirely online, yeah, you know, you're losing some of the the top-end players that don't play online. So, you know, the the American guys have got their Nathan Ides and their Duncan Howards and their Paul Heavers and people like that who don't play on TTS um, but are astonishingly good players who who aren't in their team. you know, if they were doing it online, would they be playing? Maybe. Uh, sorry, in real life, would they be playing? Maybe. But for most teams, the online version is the opportunity for you to put, you know, some of, if not the best set of players together that you can do to represent your country um, without needing or without having that, that huge barrier, that huge cost barrier of flying to the other side of the world to play some mm-hmm. X-Wing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's I would really love great. to see an in-person and an online person in future. Yeah. Um, you know, just so that we can maintain this kind of atmosphere of tournament. 
Yeah, it just it's, takes time to build. It takes time to build. ETC Fantasy is an is example. Last year, I think they had 34 teams of real physical teams that came together that came into the into thing. But they had to build that up over a number of years to get it to that size. And it is a massive ask, as you say, for the Australians to come over and this, that and the other. And they have to couple it with a holiday and they have to you have to get players that are prepared to fly and prepared to do that. So you don't get your optimal squad because you have to have people that are prepared to to fly over to do that. USA is the same thing because it's always in Europe, right? Um, because you have a vote and there's more European countries than there are non-European. So it's always in Europe, right? It will never change. We all know that. We're not, everybody gets that. So it's uh, you could do the same with XDC. It will one day, if it keeps going physical, become as big as this, but it will take years and, and you've got to have the right people to come. Right, uh, moving on to Group E, I guess. Last group now. So we've got Netherlands, Mexico, Denmark, Serbia, France, Switzerland, and Japan. And uh, act- hang on a minute, Ben. Before we go to Group E, Joe yeah. and Actor haven't actually pinned their nails to the mast, their colours to the mast for Group D yet. <laughs> oh yeah. We've all talked about how it's a crapshoot and how it's really hard, but oh. we can't let you away with that. I, uh, good, I was good try. To, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. You wouldn't notice that. I was trying to move on. <laughs> I was like, I just put on my ninja outfit and I thought I'd put the smoke bomb and I thought I was safe. The hot take here is, do the USA make it out of this group or not? They could not. I'm not going to guarantee it. They've got a fantastic squad, but there's a lot of good teams there. I'm telling you, there's, there's, there, there's no one team there that you're sitting there going... Yeah, they'll definitely make it because there isn't. In my personal opinion, it doesn't exist. Yep. There, there ain't no cupcakes, as my friend Charles <laughs> says. And, I love uh, that. <laughs> yeah, he's he said that to me first day at Worlds. He's like, "Man, there ain't no cupcakes here," and that's true, man. You got the best. I mean, the best these countries have to offer. Um, it, and... It's true. It's, it's that's the same thing. I was at Worlds and. One guy said that one of the comments or this serious comment was, mate, this is like this is this is like Jurassic Park here. <laughs> <laughs> Killers everywhere. I, I guess um, yeah. this 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 analogy might make sense to actor. Um and uh, other yeah. people have said, but um I think in this group you're looking for the teams that have got the long tail. They've got a strong opening bat, but they've got a long Correct. tail. Um, Correct. And th- those are the teams that are going to fall away. What you you want here is the team that's batting down to seven or eight, not the team that's batting, you know, to one and two sort of thing. So cricket what? analogy the... once again. Yeah, yeah, cricket. It, it's right because the top three players in your team are going to be strong, always going to be strong, right? Yeah. Um, it's your four, five, six, seven. Yeah, you know, it's really your last three. Um, and there's no disrespect with certain teams. It's just the the reality of the strength of your team and and where they are. Um, it's not a surprise that you see a Poland and a Germany and an England and a, and a Netherlands always up there in in XTCs because every single one of their players is like rock solid, right? Mm-hmm. So you could take the best player there and the worst player there, and they could play each other, and any one of them could win, right? Um, so the the reality here is, but I think that's the reason why I think this group is so tough is I know for a fact that my, my team, the team that we're in, the Australian team, I, I'm telling you now, all seven of those players are strong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so none of those players are weak. 
right? Um, Spain, I know for a fact all of their players will be good because they have to do knockout championships to get in the team. So, you you know, they had, they had to do a death match before they even got in the team. So they've got to be good, right? They also um, won, Sweden. won last year. Yeah, yeah. Sweden, yeah, very strong team. Oh, yeah, Sweden, just a few good players in there. Yeah, exactly. Look at the US. Super, yeah. super strong team. I mean, it's you have to look at the US and see the players that didn't make the team. Mm-hmm. That shows you how strong they are. But then you look at Malta, they've got some good players in there. Chile, I don't know the Chilean players, but based on the list I've seen, I think they're good players. Um, Hungary, I don't know anything about Hungary. But, you know, for all we know, you know, they could be like, you know, monsters lying in wait for us. You know, they could be sharks there. You know, who knows? So the reality here is Group D is super difficult um, prediction-wise. Um, I, I, if I don't say Australia, my team will kill me. So I have to say <laughs> Australia, right? Um, but I'm going to say, I think, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm running the dice. <laughs> and I, want, I want to know who's on the dice. I want to know who you've discounted. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It came up. It came up Spain. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but it could be uh, look. It's honestly when I saw this group when we when the groups came out, and I sat there and I went, "Oh my god, what did we do to deserve this group?" <laughs> Super <laughs> rough. It's gonna be fun though. It's, it's gonna, gonna be fun. fun. If you win this group or survive this group to get in the finals, you've earned it. That's the way I look. Mm-hmm. Not that any other group hasn't earned it, but for me personally, I'm looking at this group going, "It's super fun because anyone can win it." Yeah, it's a it's a big four or five way thing as opposed to a three or four way thing. So there's, I think so. Know, it, it's it's just that that little bit that next level of kind of difficulty. Um, yeah. Should we? We're going to move on to Group E, but yeah, first of all, jo- Joe's Joe's got to pin his colours to the mast first on Group D. Uh, you know, as, as an so I'm an American who lives in a different country, and when you move to a different country, you get to see America from. A different perspective and and one thing that we don't do well as americans is is think about the group you know we think about the way our country started we we wanted to do our own thing so we started our own country we broke off and so that that kind of spirit is really strong and japan is just the opposite you know they have the group think group mentality the group's more important than the individual so so all that to say is that could come into play in the American team, which might be their only weakness. And so uh, if you're going to pin me to the wall, I'll say Australia, USA. Mm. Tough tough group. Yeah. But I wouldn't be, like I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them uh, make it. Truly. Cool. So fi- finally, Ben, you, Sorry, get you, do, you get to do your segue to Group E. <laughs> I was just there. Uh, the little ones in the background, I can just hear her doing something. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> um, so it's Group E. Uh, I'm not reading them again because I've done it once before. Um, so start with Actor because obviously it's not his group. And then Joe can Yeah, make... so... Yeah, so it's... A, again, it's, again it's, a, it's, it's relatively tough group. Um... Obviously, Netherlands, I think, has to be a favourite for that group. Um, but France, I think, is a, a strong choice. 
um, Joe's team actually could upset people um, because I don't think people know enough about Japan, which is goes back to this thing we talk about. Uh, people just mm-hmm. don't know the team, right? Um, so my my brain says that it's Netherlands, France. Um, but because I always want to support the Asian teams, I'm going to say Netherlands, Japan. <laughs> so like i'm looking right. at the i'm looking at the japanese team and i recognize a couple of the the names of your i don't know if they're ringers or if they're also um american people living in japan um but i think raven cat lives in japan doesn't he he does yes he does but ryan fleming doesn't ryan fleming does not live in japan okay so you've managed to you know but you have managed to pull together a team. So Joe Woodworth, Ravencat, he's been around and is kind of known as a as a good X-Wing player. Um, mm-hmm. You yourself, Joe, you're no slouch. Great fun to play against. And, and I say no slouch, I think you're very good at the game. Um, I've just been, you know, kind of shy. And then you've got uh, Ryan, obviously, flying um, your Republic. Um, and I can't remember why I know Ryan's name, but I do. Um, you mean so, Paul? Paul's flying Republic for us. Paul. Oh, Abbott. sorry, Paul. Uh, oh, sorry, Ryan's flying. Yeah. You're separatist, isn't he? Um, yeah, but I, I don't know why I know Ryan's name, but I do, and I kind of know Paul's name as well, but I don't know why. So it basically means that they've at some point probably appeared yeah. in the top half of a TTS tournament or something. Ryan, no, Ryan was the first system open winner ever in America okay. in 2016. Won a trip to London. And so he's he's been on your turf before mm-hmm. playing and has been around for a long time. Um, super strong player. He's a good friend. So he, I met Ryan and Paul playing online. Um, Basil, I mean, for the past five or six years, we've been playing together and hanging out. And mm-hmm. um, I was back in the States last year and we got to meet, hang out in person at a few different tournaments. And um, when we were looking for players, they were just the first guys I said hey can you help us out and ryan if you guys have ever heard of the outrider cup which is a team tournament series in the states ryan helped start that and has been involved in that for years and because of that has a ton of experience with pairings and team strategy and so that's why he was the first one i wanted to snag as we were looking for merc players to to fill out the team and it's been super fun to have them getting to know the japanese players we do weekly meetings and hang out and it's been a blast. We haven't even started yet, so it's been a ton of fun. Yeah. I mean, it makes me, you know, like I think maybe I kind of discounted Japan thinking, you know, going to be, um, you know, kind of, as you said a little bit earlier, like a setup year or, you know, getting people involved and that kind of thing. But yeah. I think you've um, supplemented your squad with some really good marks. Yeah, we, we, um, we, we came to play. We're not going to lie down. And so yeah. um, it'll be a lot of fun. That's what, that, that, that's what you got to do, you know. You've got to c- turn up and go, guys. Yep. You know, maybe we're the underdog, but like, you know, when we're, we're going to make you like, I'm not, a, you know, and this is not being, you know, I'm not being, uh, uh, what should I word I use? Be nice, but I'm, you know, uh, we're not boasting about our team, but uh, and you know, we don't want to be over optimistic. But I couldn't care who I played. Right. I mean, I, yeah. you know, if we played Germany, if we played England, if we play 
um, you know, any of the teams, we're going to sit there and go, we're going to make you earn. If you're going to beat our group and you're going to beat us in this round, you're going to earn it. We're going to make you earn it. Right. Um, because we're, you know, we're, we're here, we're here to make it happen. Right. And we've got, uh, you know, I know Joe's in the same boat. He's got a strong squad with strong lists with people. I mean, like we've, we've got, you know, when we did the team, there was a certain number of games. I mean, our guys before the event, when we pulled our team together and we, we agreed what we're going to do, I think in a lot, you know, we, we did over 200 test games in the, in the squad, you know, just to get the right format that we want. So, yeah, can we two, win? 200 games. 200 games that's... across the team. I'm, I'm, right. a very, I'm, a very, I'm a very tough taskmaster. That was a minimum <laughs> requirement for you to be in the team. And one of the minimum right. requirements was the number of games you could commit in a week. <laughs> Have you guys been playing since like 2015? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in six weeks. No, not even six weeks. It was five weeks or something. It's wow. a crazy number of games. That's I mean, I, I'm, I'm nuts anyway. I, I play 10 games a week easy. So it's, it's, it's fine. No, it's like... Oh, um, That's great. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, like... I, it's, I, I, I was just an actor. I remember actually seeing an online tournament and your name wasn't in it, and that was more of a surprise to me. Uh, like, how, how, how did he do? He wasn't playing. What? It was a but, typo. Uh, but it, but yeah, but it's super. It's super fun. So all you do is you make it tough for your opponents. You you make it very tough, um, and you just you know you have some great great matchups and look it's it's teams event it's going to be it's going to be fun but it's going to be like as you say it's going to be super super hard it's fight club isn't it mm, oh, it is that'll be good so group e then who's getting out of it netherlands and france that's what we said I before think, you I, said I, look my, that's what my head says but i'm going to say netherlands japan what about you joe japan and who who's who are you going to knock yeah. to second place <laughs> the uh, the the another the Dutch guys are scary. Um, I will say that. But um, France is scary. I pl- I played Nicholas Durand at Worlds in the epic side event. And he just, he just we didn't know what we were doing, and they just took us to Clown Town. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> we were like, actually, know they know they, what they're doing here, and uh, just destroyed us. And so I don't think is but, Nick. I think Nick's the non-playing French captain, isn't he? Oh, that makes me feel better. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me just uh, check. We're just worried about him one week at a time. <laughs> the thing about the thing about those great teams, right, is when you have a chips down situation, right. So if I play Joe, for example, I know Joe understands the game really well, and if you're in a tough situation, he'll analyze his way into a situation and probably make the best choice he could make, but that might not give, get him the win, but he makes the right choice. When you choose that tough situation, you go, right, okay, I'm in this situation. I need to do this. I've calculated the time. I've calculated the points. This is the only way I win, or this is what I need to do to potentially escape and, and steal a win, or I'm ahead, I, I can run, or whatever it is. You, you, you get players that can do that, and you need players that can do that across all all the seven games, as you said. And when you're in those tough, really, really close games and it's down to the last turn and you're setting your last dials and you're looking at everything, that's when somebody with less experience or somebody who's not played 
at that level makes a mistake or forgets something or doesn't think about something and you only mm-hmm. learn as as there's a guy called um that that we have here um and you know his 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 word of advice to everybody is you only learn from pain right so yeah he's grant grant de wire he's, he's he's i remember the first time i was ever met him and we started playing um and he was in the same um, squadron we we're in and he goes you will only ever learn from pain and i will never forget certain things like i i i lost a system open final because i forgot crack shot i forgot you know <laughs> i i've i you know i've i've forgotten a regionals because i didn't run and check the time and now I always check the time and check the, the what I can do. You just it's just one of those things. That's what makes those teams good. That's what makes those teams good. When it's the crunch time and all these teams, when you play a teams event, you'll have a crunch time decision in these games, and that's the people that will see you through. And with it being TTS, of course you can write um crack shot on a post-it note and stick it on your monitor <laughs> Mate, <laughs> i have the largest and still forget it <laughs> i have the largest crack shot token since that um event that sits on top of my dial whenever i play <laughs> so, you know, i think it's super interesting to think about the cultures of the countries as as they as you look at their team makeup as you look at their team strategy um that's one of the most interesting things to me. And so if you think about Japan, you know, think about the Japanese and other games, other industries, businesses. I mean, it's a small country, but we have the the world's third largest economy here. The Japanese people are super industrious, hardworking, strategic. Very and, strategic. Man, and, I love watching the Rugby World Cup because Japan always turn up and terrify yeah. the daylights out of the big seven or eight. Yeah, they're not big teams. So they hate to it. lose. They hate to lose. And, and our team the same Sing- way. Singapore's the same. Singapore's the same. People watch Singaporean players and they go, Oh, they take they're a little bit, you know, they take their time. And I said, they're not taking their time. They analyze what they do. I said, it's a Singaporean natural nature thing. I lived there for a long time. Um, and you know, it's they're analyzing and they're thinking about what they're doing. So, you know, it you know. There, you know, it's a it's a very good point that Joe's raised. Actually, I'm glad he raised it because that cultural thing is quite quite important. You know, it's you know, so it does it, change how people play. It, it's kind of like that. What's what's the guy's name in the the Star Wars guy with the blue skin who likes the art and the oh Thrawn yeah, Thrawn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's based on reality. You know, you think about the culture. If you know the culture, I think it, it's going to give you, especially looking at the big picture strategy, it's going to give you a leg up. And 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 someone's culture, it can work against them, but there's also there's also cons to it. There's also weak points um, in those strengths, and, uh, and that's something that I think I'm going to try to leverage as a captain this year. Uh, it's true. I mean, look at Poland. Poland. I don't know what it is about the poles. But when it comes to tabletop wargaming, any system, they seem to be there all the time, everywhere up the top. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. It's, it must be in the DNA of the the Polish people that when it comes to tabletop wargaming, we're going to be gods at it. 
Oh, I don't know take, why. They well, take think it super seriously. You know? Like, like you're not you're not playing for fun. You're playing to win. Yeah. You know, once you you're know? representing your country, when you're representing your country, especially, <laughs> yeah. you're playing to win. You know, because there's so many players. It's a bit like England. You know, if if Oli makes or has made a bad choice with his team, which I don't think he has, um, but if Oli's made a bad choice with his team and they crash out and they do really really badly, there's an awful lot of people standing in the sidelines ready to just go well. You should have chosen X, Y, Z person. You should have done something differently. There's such a massive community of people, you know, whether somebody's willing to take it on, you know, or whatever. But, you know, people don't want to lose when there's that big of a community behind them that didn't get to play. And there is some pressure to, I guess, the US team as well. You know, the the big communities. Mm-hmm. You've probably got a, a little bit as well, actor, I guess, with, you know, having there's had big people. Show. I mean, I wouldn't want to feel what Ollie and, and Marcel and, 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 you know, Bartosz and... And, you know, these guys would feel because those shoulders have to be pretty broad and people have to understand and, and people who have been captains and are captains understand this, right? There's a lot of stress and there's a lot of issues that you have to manage. And, you know, you have to build a team and make some really tough calls if you want to if you want to do well. You have to make some really tough calls. And a lot of this is X-Wing. So many players that you meet at these events are real-time people that you meet. They're your friends, right? You know, I had to turn around to my friends and say, I'm sorry, I can't let you play this year. You can't play, right? And you just – it's horrible, but you had to do it. I mean, I I felt, oh, my God, this is terrible. But, God, think about Ollie in England. Think about Marcel in the U.S., you know? They've got huge pools of players, right? And, you know, and there's a legitimate argument. It goes back to your point you made, which is a really good point. There's a legitimate argument for somebody to say, well, I'm better than he is. Why am I not in the team? Because sometimes it's subjective when you pick somebody when you've got that many players that are that good. Super tough. So it's like I, I've got every respect for the captains who do it, but you have to give them – all I'd say is you have to give them some latitude because I've done this for a long time. I've been there. It's awful. It's tough. You have to make some really tough calls, and you have to make a call that you think is good for the team, and you have to make a team call, right? And people will – and unfortunately, because people love this so much and they're so invested in it and they don't make it, they get upset about it. And that's natural as human. I don't, I don't blame that, people. I mean, there's lots of people in Australia that could easily have made the team, should have made the team, but they just logistically couldn't either do it or, you know, or they just – there was just a better person for the type of person we wanted in the team because of what we were trying to achieve. And, and well, it's well, like, they've turned, brutal, they've right? Turned, they've turned traitor and joined the pubs. Damn, yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah, <laughs> Julian – I think I haven't noticed that, Julian. <laughs> but it's, oh, uh, no, but but it's uh, no, it's good. And Julian, look, Julian's a super good player. Very, I respect him a lot as an excellent player. He's very, very strong. So um, I'm not. So I was not surprised to see his name on the the team sheet. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Now, should we, just before we go, have, have either of you got any uh, shout outs you want to do before we go? Uh no, only real shout out is to the boys and say, don't mess it up. It's the first round. And if you mess it up, I'll, I'll be on your backs. No, 
<laughs> no, it's it's fine. Look, I think look, I, the only shout I say is to to the guys that are actually organising XTC. It's a lot of work. They've done a lot of good things, and you know, and so far the mood has been really good, and all the captains have been really fine, and nobody's there's no been no issues, and I think everybody's moving towards it in the right way. And I, I think what's great is everybody's getting involved like you guys are doing podcasts people are doing streams people are, there's been so much activity around this event so what i think is awesome again is it's back to the community thing there's been so many good things that are coming from the xtc and so many people are invested in it and everyone wants to see the stuff and they're analyzing it i think that's awesome just getting involved and doing all that that's the best shout out and you joe yeah yeah I, i'd say same thing um big ups to Partosh, Filippo, I mean, that's got to be like a second job at this point, how much work they're doing. Oh, they've done um, so much. Filippo yeah. is just like, I literally pinged him, and he, he answered me within seconds, and I'm sitting there going, oh. wow. <laughs> so it's it's, so it's amazing. It's been so smooth, so well organized, and it's been so fun. I think this is something that the world needs, <laughs> you know, with just the, the crap we've been through over the last year and a half with everything and and so i think it's just going to be a great break and uh bringing people together good community so shout outs to team japan um i think we have a great team um especially shout outs to joseph and keisuke who've done so much to to build up the community here um brian and paul have been good planning partners um yeah it's just been a lot of fun so far really excited to just be a part of it anything from you rich you know, it's just um, we had we had uh, Filippo Pifo on a few weeks ago, and he's a great guy. And um, I'm really looking forward to at some point in the future getting to sit down and have a beer um, <laughs> with him in in the real world. Because uh, yeah, the amount of effort and uh, time and energy that he's in, invested into the XTC over the years is um, it just can't be understated. With um, everything looks so simple from my side as a player, and I know the captains have kind of said, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's smooth. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all because, you know, Filippo and, and Bartosz are, are doing a cracking job of actually just oh, running the event. Those two will never have to buy a beer at any X-Wing event. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Ever. Ever. They shouldn't. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> and uh, I, I've got a little shout out to all the uh, the Sif Taker boys who played on Thursday night. It was nice to see you all again. Uh, yeah, back, so... back in the club. Yeah, no, it was good. Going again on Thursday. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Real life yeah, man. yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Some, pe- some people have 3D printed um, renders of the stuff you can play with on TTS, and you can oh, awesome. you can actually set it on a table and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Dice are just as random, though. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been loving the games of Real Life X Wing. It's it's amazing. Kind of I, I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait. We've got an event coming up soon. Um, so. I'll be doing that. And then there's been a few events. I mean, we, we it's not been so bad for, for us here because our situation is much more controlled in this country. But, um, but, but it's, you know, the real life event is coming up and like there's a few people traveling interstate and we're all sitting there going, yes, real dice. And then we'll be sitting there going, real dice suck. But it's like, <laughs> it's still, it's, it's, it's still real dice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, and on that note, um, we'll leave it there. So it's uh, goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Acta. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Joe. See ya. 
And it's bye from me, and we'll see you next time. Also joining us is uh, Japan's... Uh, Japan's... Oh, can we take that as well? <laughs> oh, man. I haven't even had a drink this time. That's what's worse.